Welcome to TMJ Syndrome, everybody. We made it to one year, and we're basically going to be super nostalgic this entire episode and just talk about, uh, you know, everything that was awesome about the last year. I'm Tim. I'm Mitch. I'm Jason. We did it in order. Good job. Happy late anniversary. Yay. That was that was supposed to be one of those um those things that you blow at parties. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have one though, so I did my Me. best. It's been like almost a it's been over a year, guys. We've been doing this for over a year. How do you feel about it? Uh, I think we've done very well for a year looking at our our numbers across all platforms. Um, okay. I the only thing I think we should do I wish we could have better is more um ways for people to engage with us cuz I feel like off the cuff like I was doing research on Facebook and Facebook is like a really bad place so I I am struggling to figure out like where can where can we uh how can we get more engagement and, and it sounds like uh just for fan sake we'll probably be redoing our website here pretty soon and that probably be the best place what do you guys think yeah i i agree um especially after you sent me that that uh article that was talking about how once you pay for facebook ads then you're basically screwed unless you keep paying for facebook ads yeah it's a, it's a fucking racket and we made the mistake of using one of their free coupons, which basically like fucks us. So we're locked in, man. They're like, they might pay money. Don't give them any organic traffic ever. So, so dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. Although I'm proud of us. I'm, I think, uh, you know, for, for starting something, we've like kept on it. It's been a year, right? They say you're supposed to do something for, what two months for it to become habit or something like that and we've you know we've kept at it and yep keep pushing out episodes and haven't uh haven't died out yet so sorry internet you're stuck with us yep i mean yep i'm pretty i i'm pretty i'm pretty impressed like everyone who's a regular listener who actually has gotten to two minutes in the podcast without turning it off and is actually listening right now you guys are awesome I mean, our last, our last podcast had a f- at least a minimum 15-minute people sticking around, so that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I can't even listen to myself for two minutes. Like, yeah, me neither. pretty intense. I know. All right. I hear is, I'm, I'm bad at video games. I like story. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what I hear, too. Is that weird? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, you know... It's been it's been it's been a a fun ride and it's really funny actually if I look if I look back through all of our through all of our story all of our podcasts and the different like the progression of what like even just like the titles of them have looked like and all this stuff we've kind of like figured it out a little bit yeah. sort of I mean figuring out figuring out this internet game this yeah appeasing the algorithm game multiple like, algorithms still the one still the one that has the most like listens on our actual website is our first episode twitch juice and cord cutters galore 
And God, that that is just. Like, it's like the worst of the worst episode too. We had right? audio issues up the ass. Like, but still, it keeps it keeps growing on both. Like I get uh, excited a bunch, and like it just echoes and Jason's mic. It's great. Yeah, that's what we also were playing around with video, and we're actually gonna be bringing that back probably in the fall. Uh, but it'll be a different type of format. Uh, if, if you like to watch video on the YouTube site, we haven't done video since the earlier episodes, so we're gonna bring that back. Um, it'll be fun. Uh, I'm working on a new theme song. It's been a bit. I have a couple things that I wanted to do to it. I didn't have the ability to do until recently. Um, I wanted to add some heavy guitars, and I've been doing it myself, so that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. So we'll be having some revisions coming up on not just on the website, but on the on the on the actual show itself. So you'll be able to see us in in, in the real time, or you can just listen. Doesn't matter. It'll be there. Trying to see what the uh, Twitch juice. I'm curious. So it's like we got what fifty on the website. I'm just wanted to remember. It's and almost, I, I, yeah, but, so over a hundred on the first one, and then I mean our last one almost got to three hundred on all on all without even having us to do any kind of external advertising or advertising. No Reddit, no no Twitter, no nothing, which is um, awesome. So that episode just tickled the algorithm's balls basically <laughs> loved it yeah it turns out people like Final Fantasy 14 yep except for Mitch except for Mitch gotta keep the joke going <laughs> yep <laughs> see you yeah I Our, think I, go ahead hey, I, I was gonna say like one of one of my one of my absolute favorite, just because of the reaction we got from people, was episode 12, Nuke South Park. Because yeah. we we bashed on we bashed on South Park. And like I was actually thinking in my head the other day, it's like, man, is there a new South Park season out yet? Like, when is that gonna come out? In the fall. And like, yeah. And it's almost it's almost been a year since we were bashing on South Park, which is awesome. And uh I think it was funny how uh, funny to me how people a lot of people didn't like that. And you know what? I like that kind of reaction. We can invoke an emotional response. I, I We weren't even really bashing it. I was just saying that like I remember my major criticism was is the fact that they only do uh, one season in the fall versus one season that's split between the fall and spring is that they aren't able to respond to things as quickly as they used to. So now when they come back in the fall, they're ca- playing catch up to the, the crap that happened in the earlier of the year that, that people already moved past. So it felt slow. But then after like the episode six, it got better, right? You guys would agree with that one. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we, we came back and kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Later smattered across our episodes, how we thought it had gotten better. Yeah. But you know, well, the new season starts on September 25th, Ooh, so I look forward to bashing that. Yep. We'll, we'll see if they repeat the same thing that they did last year or how that goes, I guess. Uh, 
one of the episodes i'm trying to i'm trying to find it the one where we were talking about star wars we really hit a nerve with somebody and i don't remember what episode it was uh but it was hilarious uh the reason i bring that up though is that this year when the next star wars comes out i'm still not gonna go see it so when you guys do a review i'm just gonna be like yeah fuck that movie because <laughs> i know you two will go see it heck yeah man i'll go see it day one was it a yeah, i mean i'm definitely gonna go see it like and i and i do remember our angry star wars fan that was fun i'm still not 100 percent sure that it was a real person yeah, I was it trying might to have been a bot. Yeah, shit, man. Uh, our one of our larger episodes, uh, Tansy, for your thoughts. We also talked about Final Fantasy fourteen and that, and that got over seven hundred reviews across, or uh, views across, not impressions, views. So that Final Fantasy is the that that juice. I like I that want, shit. Are there just like not very many Final Fantasy channels no, out there? There's not. Mm-mm. There's a there's a few big ones, and they're not and they're they're not even as big as some of your bigger WoW channels like Bellular, Talias, and and as well as as on a channel, but he kind of is, but he isn't. So no preacher. Yeah, yeah we they should, should just start talking about Final Fantasy Final Fantasy all the time. Well, I uh, I a, pitched like a live blog of my terrible experience trying to yeah. get a stupid weapon from the. In fights, I'd pitch possibly doing like a, a Final Fantasy podcast when things are relevant. Now, maybe not like a weekly thing, but maybe like a bi weekly or once a month, like when patches come out and stuff like that. Because you can only talk so much about it in my mind, especially once, you, once you've hit like cap um, and you've done everything. So now you're just waiting for the next thing, right? Yeah, that so. makes sense. Because like one of the things I think some of the wow commentators fall into. And I think that's why Bellular started his other channel. Unless he's got like a controversy to talk about or data mine stuff from the PTR or just general lore speculation, they got nothing to talk about. And that's a hard format to do, you know? So like if we ever did a, a side Final Fantasy podcast and it, we would just do it when something's relevant, I would imagine. It wouldn't be like a, you know, a big TMJ thing. It would just be a TMJ add-on it'd be a fun little thing that happens once in a while and we could do that with other stuff too like if mitch wants to start a wild classic thing why not we'll call it a snippy a tmj snippy Snippy, yeah Ooh, that's a great idea right like that i like i like that branding mitch is our brand guy Mm -hmm. too much pressure i don't like this (laughs) no i don't want to be the brand guy it's too it's too late (laughs) you already got labeled damn it since we're in the MMO market, the other episode that was really popular was um, a simple proposition, which where we talked about the end of Wildstar, and then your guys' love Anna Kendrick. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I remember that because I specifically remember like Mitch's Mitch's uh, review of Anna Kendrick is adorable. And I was like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? It was her and Blake Lively. Uh, I, I didn't see it. You guys did. <laughs> it was um, uh, a simple, it was a simple favor. something. A simple favor. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I want to go watch that movie. Because we were also talking about Arizona politics. 
in that that's one. right that's and, right yeah i mean that's that's one of my great regrets i would say through the years is that we didn't get tmj syndrome popular enough in order to sway the vote on that proposition it ended up getting passed well we have another year yeah before the 2020 elections uh yeah we can we can still grow yeah like my goal like i'm gonna do it again like we're we are going to pick a something super random like not a mainline political thing just something i'm gonna pick one proposition and we're gonna talk about what we think about it and it's not going to be anything that anybody cares about, but we're going to make them care about it, guys. Yay. Okay. So if we're going to do that, my only, my only thought is pick a proposition from a different state. So that way, literally nobody cares about it when we're talking about it. Not even Perfect. Us. Yep. That's a great idea. We'll we'll rail against like a proposition for Montana or something. Yep. Any of our we don't we I don't think we have any listeners from Montana. And if we do, make sure you comment that you, that you raise your hand that you're from Montana, and whether or not you'll be voting yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. Neato. Let's see. Um. Gotta catch those phones, our Diablo Immortal episode. Yeah, that one was a decent one. Dude. I, rem- I remember, too, I was fooling around with uh, Reddit marketing, too, and I ended up having a post that blew up on, on the Diablo Reddit. Yeah. That was... I, I still... That was hilarious to see people's reactions and how tone-deaf the the Blizzard devs were. Don't you guys have phones? Hey, man, make games by spreadsheet. So that's what that's what we do now. I swear to God, when we when we decided to do this game, we could have swore tons of people played mobile games. It just turns out that maybe our fans don't. <laughs> well, I mean, because realistically, they were they made a mobile game for China. Yeah, yeah, they made they made the wrong. Well, no, they made the right mobile game pitched it to the wrong audience and in the wrong setting. That was their problem. There's nothing yeah. wrong with the mobile game. There's nothing wrong with Blizzard getting into mobile games. Like I could see Blizzard coming out with mobile games and outside of Diablo, right? Like if they made a, a World of Warcraft mobile pet battle game or whatever, I feel like that would actually go really well and that might actually get me to partake in pet battles because right now I don't don't pitch that as like the main product for a franchise at your convention. And it yeah. still hasn't even come out. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you, why hasn't it come out? What the, was not supposed to be out like early yeah. 2019? So I thought it was just I'm some pretty sure skin of like, I'm pretty sure it's done. Um, and it is a crappy skin of a game that already exists basically. Uh, and the the speculation that I can think of is that they're not releasing it because if they released it right now, it's just going to drum up all of that hate again. So instead of releasing it, what will probably happen is uh, come BlizzCon when they announce Diablo 4, 
they'll announce Diablo 4, everything will go good, and then like the next day they'll be like, oh, and by the way, Diablo Immortal's out. Here you go. You can play it now. And everybody will be like, oh, man, I'm so hyped on Diablo 4. I can play this mobile game now. Oh, thanks, Blizzard. How they pulled a Fallout then. Yeah. Where uh, they announced their mobile game the same day they announced Fallout 4. That would have been way better, actually. They sh- What were they thinking? Right? Well, and I think that's what the plan was until things didn't go the way that they did. And then and all they had left was the mobile game. And they're like, well, shit, we can't go. We can't do a, a Diablo panel. They had a Diablo panel scheduled. And they're like, well, what are we going to show? We have, we have nothing. We're not ready to show Diablo 4 yet. Like, it's kind of a shitty situation to be put in, to be honest. Right? Like, if you had a game that you were planning on showing, and then something happened and you had to delay it, and now you're in this predicament where you have all these people that are Diablo fans that are going to go to this panel, and you're going to be like, uh, hey, guys. Okay, bye. Panel's over. <laughs> Right. It's like, so funny story about Diablo. Yeah. It's really hard to make games. Dude, Blizzard did not have a good 2018 slash 2019. They still keep getting into scandals. Yeah. Well, like now there's all this. I keep seeing articles. There's a bunch of market hype about because Blizzard Activision's stock has been falling because of all the scandals. There's a bunch of like speculation that someone's going to go for like a buyout. I heard I heard Apple might buy them. I heard Disney. Disney, which is like that just sounds disgusting. Like Disney Blizzard. Oh, it your games are ruined by then. <laughs> but I don't see here's the thing though, like unless Disney's like changed their ways, like they destroyed all of their internal game development divisions. Like they got rid of LucasArts and they got rid of Disney Interactive. Um, and then they started licensing out their games to EA. Like, unless they somebody inside's like, yeah, it was a bad idea. I don't, I don't know why they would change course. I don't know. Well, and then like, is there actually is there anything that's actually to that, or are they just saying that you know Disney and Apple are the only companies that are out there that could I, buy Blizzard? I don't know about the Apple part. I do know in the Disney part that a major investor of Disney is was trying to egg them on to do it oh i don't know about the Apple yeah so part. it's like it's like one of those activist investors it's like hey we should do this and so he's gonna start he's gonna start shit who knows so you know, if anything will actually come of it you know it would be really interesting um so blizzard had like all those layoffs earlier in the year right and then they've had a bunch of main people uh leave right which I don't know if you're if you're speculating about stock dropping and everything like that's that you know when you have your founders that have been there since the beginning leave that makes sense your stock's going to drop okay I don't think it's anything to be worried about but um wouldn't it be cool if like those original people the founders and everything like that and the people that have left and all these different people they leave they wait however long they're their lockout period is so in like a couple years they all get together and make a new game studio that's like how blizzard used to be like blizzard north style and start making they, some good games again they call it blizzaga or something yeah what's the opposite of a blizzard like a, a would you a haboob 
<laughs> would, would you would you call the opposite of a blizzard a haboob? A boob. I like it. Yeah. Haboob South. Yeah. Firestorm. Tundra. Yeah, but see, isn't Tundra cold too, though? Yeah. Maybe they like being cold. That's true. Tundra West. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool, I think. And, and then they, they proceed like, to make like an actual an actual wow killer. Yeah. Or they the wow killer could oh you mean like as a, a competitor, I get you're saying. Yeah. 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 They they make the next big thing that, you know, they've been wanting to make for a while, but haven't had the ability to because Activision's like, no, we're not making that. See, I, I wonder, it's, that's an interesting like thought experiment because like, if all of the main super awesome players like still had the passion and they created a new company, would it do, would it, would it actually do well? Because like, I think a lot of what Blizzard has is all of like, all of their IP, like, you know, the StarCraft brand, the the Warcraft brand, like those are it's hard to make it's hard to make a make a new IP that people can really like buy into and have such like emotional tie to it, you know? Um, like, I don't know. I mean they made Overwatch as a brand new IP and people have bought into that and they've you know done an amazing job with storytelling and everything and and that's true. It's getting like Starcraft and yeah, Starcraft and Warcraft are are only so emotionally tied because of the good storytelling that you know all those people that worked on it made. Like that's the true. biggest the biggest I think uh the biggest ad, uh difficulty that I think that they would run into would be like making something that's good that they had that they didn't like think about or start on while at Activision. Right, because then Activision would own the IP rights to that unless they gave it up, which I doubt they would, in order for the a new company to make it. And then, like, also, where would they sell their game? Which has been another hot topic on our on this past year. Launchers, launchers. How has the launcher war gone this year? Um, like, is anybody Steam, winning, or is it Steam still King? Gog uh, released a killer app, which I think is a really good fucking app. Um, still has some kinks who worked out, but I think it, it works. Um, people are still mad at Epic, uh, mostly because of Kickstarter drama that's been within the last two months. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think personally, Mike, my, my predictions, I don't think Epic is going to make a dent. I think they're going to throw a bunch of money and it's not going to go anywhere. Well, I also, especially if Epic's, Fortnite money is starting to dry up because if they get to, I mean, Fortnite had like a 40% drop in revenue or something over the first quarter of the year, like year over year, which is like kind of insane if you think about it. But like, I think that was their probably one of their plays, right? Like they're like, well, what if we, what if we get the whole gaming market so that when our game does drop off, we have this. Uh, cushion but I don't know if it's worked I think they just kind of created a bunch of bad like bad vibes you know I didn't even realize this so since like Fortnite's on all the platforms and 
So whenever you buy a microtransaction in Fortnite, if you're playing on Xbox or PS4, they take a cut of that, right? Um, apparently, Microsoft's software losses, uh, they blame Fortnite's dip for that. Microsoft yeah, blames Fortnite for a dip in its software sales. Yeah, because they were getting like they were getting a thirty percent cut of all the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Now people aren't buying as many what dance moves, shit like that. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting though, because even though the Fortnite revenue had like has been going down and everything, Epic still put out a hundred million dollars towards the Fortnite tournament that just ended. And there was a $30 million prize pool, which prior to um, just the other day when uh, the Dota 2 tournament had surpassed it at like $31 million or $32 million now, it at the time, it was the biggest prize pool for any eSport. So like, I thought it was pretty funny how the international then like surpasses it super quick. <laughs> yeah, but isn't the international crowdfunded too? Yeah, it is. well, yeah, it's it's funded off the purchases yeah. that happen in Dota. So is Epic the same, or did Epic just put their own money up there? Uh, from what I saw, Epic Epic put in their own money to to fund it. Yeah, I mean, but their money is coming from Fortnite, right? So like, yeah. I guess it's kind of the same thing, but it wasn't like in Dota. It's I think it's pretty much dedicated as in, hey, if you buy this right now, it's going yeah. towards the prize pool. It's a, I think, no one slay me if this is, if I'm incorrect in what it's called, but I think it's called the compendium. And it's like, it's a thing specifically for the tournament. And like during the tournament, you can like, you can say like, oh, I'm rooting for this person and you get like special rewards and stuff associated with it. It's act- like you're buying specifically stuff towards the tournament. And it's like a portion of every sale goes towards the prize pool. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of, it was kind of interesting because even though like money, it might be going down they're uh, they're still able to chunk out a huge chunk of change for that. I still got that China investment too. So yeah, that 10 cent investment, it's kind of a, kind of interesting the way that all these uh, games are going and monetization and and all this like I feel like we're we're getting to a point now where there's a lot of legislation and like eyes on the monetization of all these different types of games especially how it targets children yeah it's going to be really interesting I, I feel like in the next year or so there's going to be a lot of potential changes that come through better or worse. I don't know yet. I don't know. As of this recording too, I agree with you on that. Um, We are two days away from August and Epic store still has no shopping cart. (laughs) That's so silly. (laughs) So um, that's, they got a one more month until the, the fall season of video games sales comes in not like sales in terms of like you save money i mean like all the big games start to come out and they still don't have a cart so maybe they'll have one by september if not that's when when such uh, a basic thing yeah i don't know i don't know do we need to do open a crowdfund to like 
get them a shopping cart. I think the shopping carts are only like two thousand dollars. Buy one really, from a I store, mean, maybe. What do you think the big holdup with the fucking cart is? They just probably haven't prioritized it, right? They're like, we could make money other ways, whatever. <laughs> I mean, in I don't know, like the way I see it, if no one's, if everyone's pissed at your company, and uh, no one's buying from you, then I don't, I don't see the the priority to be a shopping cart, right? Like releasing a shopping cart isn't going to be like, oh man, well, okay, I guess you're not that bad, Epic. I just think it's I funny guess, during well, sale that people were getting flagged as spam for buying too many games because they have to do it manually each time. Yeah, but that's, well, that's my point though, right? Like yeah. releasing a cart now isn't going to, isn't going to change what happens. They have to fix all the PR and they have to fix their practices well, but before that's a- releasing a cart. That's, but that's like the thing with gamer culture, right? Is like they'll flame you online and then spend all of their money. So like it's, like it's like a core thing. Like make sure there are no barriers to people being able to spend as much money as possible. And like it's like thing one and they screwed it up. That's my opinion about you ain't it. ain't wrong. Gamer boycotts. Don't work unless you're me. I still and I never will buy from the Epic Store. Yeah, I hold my guns, motherfuckers. Although the only thing that I can say that I like about the Epic Store, uh, as of right now, is they they do give you the free game every week. And I mean, they're not like necessarily horrible. Like next week is going to be for Honor, I think. I wouldn't buy that game anyway, but if they're going to give it to me for free, okay. Don't even play it. <laughs> Which one was for honor? It's the one that where you get to be Ubisoft a Viking, one. you get to be a Viking warrior or a samurai. Yeah. And you fight. And I, I, I had it for PS4 and it's boring. Is that the yep. one we played the free trial for like way yeah. back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently yeah. it got better after that, but I don't know how of, much because I never played it. Oh my God. That's like the other story of this last year games that just like got better better like a half year or a year after they release right except for anthem except for anthem (laughs) that game i have no hope there like Fallout 76 managed to do some interesting things and they got a follow update coming out that's gonna do even more interesting things and that was the game that everybody hated so no man's sky is gonna have another update coming pretty soon yeah, they've been saying that for like the past year. Yeah. Everyone's still waiting for that update. Someday we're going to be able to all hang out together and build something on a planet. <laughs> we'll be able to build a giant civilization together. You can't do that now? Well, so like, I, to be fair, I have not logged into the game in a while. But the thing that was the thing that you could do is if you went to a system and someone else that wasn't like in your party went to the same system, you would just see them as a floating orb. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And they still haven't done like because that's like the last piece of that game, in my opinion, is like if everyone it should be like an MMO, like if everyone's in the same place, you should be able to see them and we're all interacting and doing stuff. But. I'm not sure that the next expansion is actually going for that yet. They're adding VR support. 
Ooh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. I'd play some No Man's Sky VR. Yeah. I mean, because you have, you have the VR, man. You should definitely play No Man's Sky VR. Is it out? Like, it's, I think it is in the expansion that, or in the new update that's coming out. Mm. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm not sure if you have to. I'd be surprised if you have to, like, rebuy it or anything like that. That's not usually how they roll. Uh, the only time you usually have to rebuy those things if it's a completely separate game. So, like, if No Man's Sky VR, they couldn't incorporate it into the actual game, and it's, like, Skyrim VR, which is a completely separate game to normal Skyrim. That's one of the bad things about VR. Sometimes. It depends on the game. So, who knows? But the net, if they did have a separate version, that means the population's going to suck. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that'd be that could be pretty cool. Should definitely get some get some get some streams of Jason messing around in space. Maybe my video games don't hold my attention span as much as lately. It's very hard to do it. Nintendo Switch, on the other hand, it's my friend. It's been so good. I've been playing a lot of uh, Dragon Quest Builders too. Yeah. Did you, did you pick that game up? No, I'm I still playing through collection of mana so i'm i'm waiting and to buy games when i'm done with other ones first oh okay that makes I'm sense i'm not gonna stock up like on my steam account well i will say that dragon quest builders 2 is really fun um it's got a pretty decent story so far and i was looking online because i went through like a good chunk of it and i'm like man how long is this story gonna gonna take me to actually get through and uh, according to how long to beat, it, there's like 87 hours of story content in that game. Nice. Yeah. Holy crap. That's really yeah. good. I know. It's technically a kid's game too, which is even cooler. Yep. So, good on Square. I'm surprised to see that kind of, that many hours of content in a game nowadays, to be honest. Yeah. And they have DLC planned. Wow. <clears throat> Japan's coming back, man. The West made too many mistakes. Yeah, the top. other one that like just came out that is real big right now is the Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, a lot of people playing that too. Nintendo made all the right moves. They really did. Like, um, I don't know. Easy to take with me. Uh, I like playing them. Uh, so I. I've been playing more simple games, you know, like indies and old school stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, if you listen to this podcast enough, you know that I don't like big flashy cinematic garbage. And that's the AAA industry on right now. But Nintendo is releasing and other publishers who use Nintendo are releasing some pretty interesting things. And they're not, and they're working within the framework of the switch. So they can't really make pretty stupid cinematic garbage. <laughs> yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah, perfect for you. It's like, oh man, I get, I can play games with gameplay. Neat. Although I will say that, um, so they also just announced recently that they're they're coming out with the Nintendo Switch Lite, right? It's the two hundred dollar version that isn't TV dockable, uh, and the Joy Cons don't come off of it, so it's all attached, which is kind of cool. I think it's a it's a good alternative. Um, a lot of people are, I think, back and forth on whether or not they like it. 
but Nintendo had uh, just recently had a some publicity with a lawsuit that was going up against them where their Joy-Con controllers had some pretty bad uh, drift. drift. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got to say, man, that's got to be like the worst time to have that come out right when you're also announcing the fact that you're going to be releasing a console that you can't replace the Joy-Cons. Will they still have the vibration, though? Because in the Joy-Con drift respond to, like, the motion movement? The... Was it with the motion? I thought it was the, yeah. the stick. I don't know. So, like, well, the Joy-Con drift is is basically, like, it'll the Joy-Con thinks it's being moved, even though you're not moving it as a motion thing. Oh, it was okay. See, I had I never experienced it with mine, so I didn't know yeah, exactly. Because I I'm, thought it was with the actual uh, thumbstick. Yeah. No, it's it, at they, least good. Were they not uh, replacing it like on warranty and stuff? They weren't. People were paying for it, but then there was enough of a, of a uh, uproar that they then stopped doing that. And people got refunds, so so they're fixing for if you're within warranty now without the extra cost. So interesting. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like I didn't think it was that big a deal. Like if you have, I mean, I guess. It's a, if it would be an issue if you bought your Switch or you bought a pair of Joy-Cons and they were like that right out of the box. But when you have, you know, a a a PlayStation or an Xbox controller and you play it for 2 3 years now, the the console's been out for almost 3 years now and your controller starts going bad, I don't bitch to Microsoft and be like, oh, this controller is going bad. No, I just go buy a new controller because I've been playing it a lot. So it's, yeah, it seems like normal wear and tear, right? Exactly. But I don't know. I, I also haven't been experiencing it on mine. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it is pretty bad and maybe it is kind of shitty, but with controllers, I feel like anything goes wrong with the controller. It's wear and tear. It'd be out of use. So I kind of see where Nintendo's coming from on that one. I uh, I often never see any of these, these things. Like I never had a red an Xbox red ring. I never had a PlayStation die. But then I have to consider. I'm probably in the middle of the road in terms of like how much people spend on their games. You know what I mean? So oh like yeah. A, a lot of these things that ha- I got that I haven't had a Joy-Con drift problem. But I, I maybe spend like an hour a day playing Collection of Mana, and then I'm done. You know, but it's still still a significant amount of time but not enough to probably trigger the the defect issue you know yeah that makes sense so see but that no then that's the thing right like if you're if you're in the middle of the road player or a a not very often player and you're not really seeing the issues because you're not using the controller enough then it's then it definitely seems like a wear and tear thing, right? Like if you're if you're a hardcore person and you spend eight hours a day playing on your Switch and you see that issue after a year, then your controller's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But regardless, the they're doing it for if you're within warranty now, so it's their choice. So if you have a switch and you have that problem, take advantage of that. 
I mean, somebody internal was probably like, you know, the PR of this is probably uh, worse than just paying the cost. Like, just pay for it. Right. You know what I think they need to they need to freaking do though? I want the ability to go in and buy individual Joy Cons. You can't do that. I thought you could. No, you can buy them in 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 packs. I see them in in uh, dual packs at like the game stores and Walmart and Target and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they have packs that are where you can buy a pack of two and each one's a different color. Yeah. But I would like to be able to go in and buy an individual game, uh, an individual Joy-Con of whatever color that I want to pick. And just there buy them go. separately. It's just have a bin of just a bunch of different colors. Right. I mean, they do. They have, they have a lot of different colors of them, right? Like, I want to buy those individual colors. I don't want to have to buy two. Necessarily. But they want you to buy two, Mitch. I know, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb, right? It is dumb. Yeah. Nintendo's killing it, though. What, what are you guys looking forward to for this next year? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of video games, the Star Wars game, probably. Um... Jesus Christ, I don't remember. I, I've been so apathetic to games because of the, what the stupid companies are doing uh, that I've really... Let's see here. That new Pokemans game's coming out in November. Why is everyone mad about that? I don't understand it. I'm not a... Um, like, this is coming from a guy who's only played the first Pokemon game on the first Game Boy. I never w- have been a fanatic fan. A lot of people are really mad about that, and I can't pinpoint why um doesn't it have to do with not being able to use all the pokemon probably i think it's like you can like i think one of the one of the big things of the pokemon games and like back in the early days of pokemon uh, i don't remember who did it but like one of the one of the the main people from the Pokemon franchise was like, oh yeah, you know, when you make a Pokemon game, you all the Pokemon from your previous game should go into the next game because these Pokemon are, you know, you've you've trained them, you've leveled with them, like they're they're your Pokemon, they go with you. And now with this new one, I I, I think it was that they're saying that not all Pokemon can go into the new game. And so people are pissed because they have their Pokemon that they want to take with them. Uh, but I i mean, I don't care. I've no. always started them new ones. Every time I buy a new Pokemon game, I always start it over fresh. I never transfer from any old systems or anything like that. So, Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this list. The only thing I'm really, ex- everything I'm excited for comes out next year. Like Code Vein for, uh, not Code Vein. It's, what the hell is that fucking one, that game I saw for Switch? Uh, it's like Persona meets fighting game. I don't know. I want to play that game. <laughs> uh, the Star Wars game, and that's about it for 2019. And then next year we get Cyberpunk, which will be dope. We get FF7 remake, which will be dope. Uh, we get a lot of cool shit. Uh, get the uh, Secret of Mana three, uh, Seeking Densetsu three remake, which is called Trials of Mana. Uh, I don't think you, I don't know if you guys are fans of that. I am. I want to play that for Switch. It's gonna be dope. It looked really cool. Um. 
everything I want to play comes out next year. So it's going to be well. And there, there were things that were coming out this year, but because of their stupid Epic policy, I won't play them till next year. Like so, Borderlands, like Borderlands Three, I won't be playing until next year, unless I, I, unless I get it for a console. I don't know. It depends on how bored I am when it comes out. Honestly, weren't you a, a, a Gears of War fan? No, never played no? any Gears of War. No, not, for some I, reason I thought you were. Never played them, not once. Yeah, well, never mind then. Oh yeah, Master Chief Collection. I'll play that. I have played Halo. But There's a new Doom game that comes out. New Doom game. Yep. Okay. That's not right. We're 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 getting into hype territory. What else we got? Uh, Death Stranding. I want to figure out what the fuck that game's about. Yeah, I'll probably pick that up. I still have a PS4. I don't use. Might as well use it. Yep. As long as it doesn't require online, which I doubt it does, because I don't. I didn't. I don't pay for PS Plus anymore. I don't think That's, I've ever paid for PS not, Plus. Not since I switched it. Experts. Uh, what else is coming out? What's um, Rainbow Six Quarantine? You guys like those games? What's that? Is that the new, the new Rainbow Six expansion uh, thing? Right? Or um, pack? I think it's it's a new game. I thought. Oh no, Quarantine. That's the um. Remember? Okay, so like a year ago, they did uh like a one-off PVE adventure thing in Rainbow Six Siege and apparently it did yeah. really really well and so quarantine is that it's a it's a PVE experience of Rainbow Six Siege yeah so um, I mean it's it's a full full on different game yeah but it, it's based off of right that one off based off the same I'd be surprised if it doesn't look mostly like Rainbow Six Siege right Play the same so this is a different different topic but not on not on uh from the gaming perspective what i'm excited about in the next year and we're finally getting it in the next month actually is a new tool album oh mayner was on rogan today you might want to watch yep. that and now they announced a new tool the title of the new album fear inoculum and it's going to release on August 30th. You go stand in line, you're going to get it digitally. No, I'm just I'm just going to order it on Amazon or something like that. That is get, it's the only band I am going to order the physical album. You get so, you should get the vinyl. I have the vinyl for 10,000 days. You should get the vinyl. <laughs> like I ordered the one for 10 I actually ordered two I actually got two for 10,000 days because I thought, "Oh, it might be worth something," but they're not. It's just kind of cool to have. The album art they put on their stuff is really cool. So, like, how? Okay, here's a question for you, right? Are, when you when you're gonna go buy that album, are you gonna buy the CD? Yeah. So why, at this point, we're in this era now where, when you are buying, like when you want to listen to music. I would say it's more of a pain in the ass to use a CD than it would be to use a streaming service like Spotify oh, or, or Google Play Music, right? So if you're going to buy... Well, okay, let me preface that with, is does Tool have any weird streaming things? Like, are they not going to be on the uh, streaming for, platform? For a, so that's a the long-ass time, Tool refused to be in streaming. Yeah, so that's the other thing. August 2nd, all of their old content is going to be on all streaming services for the first time. Including the new content? 
Um, I'm not sure about that. Okay. It's unclear. But so it it was always interesting to me because everyone is kind of funny for me how how everyone was always like, oh, I can never stream tool. But like I've I bought all their albums. I ripped them to my computer for listening purposes. And then I have uploaded them to Google Play Music because it has that option where you can upload your own library. Yep. So I've I've had tool I've had the ability to stream tool wherever I am for years. Right. Which is that's what I was going to do with the newest album. I'm going to open the album. It's going to have awesome artwork because that's how they are and it's going to like cuz the artwork is actually kind of an experience that goes with the album. They actually care about that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to rip the CD like I'm like I'm like a kid in the in the early 2000s, man. I'm going to rip the CD and I'm going to upload it to Google Music. I'm still a fan of physical media. And I know why Tool does it too. I mean, there's there's an issue, an ongoing issue with the streaming services where uh artists aren't really getting paid that much comparatively well, to buying a physical and I'm, and I'm not saying not to buy the physical thing. I'm 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 more of a question of like if you were to go out and buy like a new album comes out right for Tool. Let's let's say day one it's also on on all the streaming platforms. Would you still buy the CD or would you buy the album? Depends on the band. Yeah, specifically for Tool. Tool's the only band that I'll do that with. Like I'm going to buy the physical CD. No, I'm just saying... Like, I collect vinyl. I'm one of those fucks. <laughs> right, so, but, like, I guess that's kind of my point, right? Like, if you're, if you're, if you know you're going to buy the physical because you want to support them and you like their stuff and whatever, I, I almost think, like, because CD, like, I don't have a CD player anymore. I don't have a, a boombox. I don't have, you know what I mean? Like, I guess my car has a CD player still, but I, I don't well, think you I've have ever used it. Your console is a CD player, too, still. Oh, I guess that's true. Um, never thought about using it that way. But I, I feel like if I was, if I knew I wanted to just buy the physical media for buying physical, I think I would buy, I think I'm getting to a point now where I would want to buy the vinyl. Even though I know that the vinyl, like at one point vinyl was really, really good because of the way they recorded it. And now vinyls are all kind of digital. And so they're not as good. Well, you can still support the band better by going to Amazon and buying the digital MP3s than you would if you're, if you're well, not a physical media person. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you specifically. So 10,000 days of there's the last album. Here's why I, I'm going to buy the physical CD. So 10,000 days, the, the CD version had a, like, um, trying to describe it. It had like, a binocular style glasses thing that it like folded up. And then as you open the album art, you looked at the album art through it and it looked different. Like it was all, it was like a whole like visual experience and the vinyl version was, was different. So you'd have to buy both. You'd have to buy both. Huh? Yeah. So like, honestly, I'm pro I probably will end up buying both just because. I'm like that. Is it, yeah, it's like an actual experience to get their CD. Oh. Uh, vinyl has made a comeback for a long time, especially if you're a DJ, uh, especially a DJ that likes to sample things. Hmm. It's kind of cool. 
I always like the um, idea of vinyl. Go to any merch table. I mean, I don't know. You and I have different music genre tastes. So, like, I don't know if you go to a country concert, they're going to sell the vinyl there. But I can tell you, most rock musicians, heavy metal, industrial, uh, people that I tend to, if you go to their merch table, they are selling vinyl there. It's kind of cool. With their t-shirts. So, I don't know. I, know I, don't, I don't know what pop musicians do. I don't see if they have a reason to. Because they, uh, they're supported by a conglomerate, usually. So it depends. I know for 10,000 days, like their album dropped and then the vinyl was released like two weeks later or something like that. Yeah. So I usually pick up vinyl uh, from merch booths when I'm at a concert. I don't usually go hunting at like a, like the place downtown, downtown Phoenix to go to. It's not really my, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to go hunt for vinyl today. Unless like, unless I had, unless I was able to spin, if I, I don't, I don't, I don't have dj equipment and i was able to sample that would be a different story but then maybe i would do that but so do you have a do you have your vinyl collection just to have the vinyl like do you have i have a, a, I have a record player okay. an old school one mm-hmm. it's cool i've always wanted one i like this this goes through video games too like I don't want physical media to die out because it, it's it's just a different feeling. It's like there's it's, it's also the same with manga. It's like there's a different feeling in reading manga on a screen versus buying the book. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it was just when I was moving um, a few months ago or whatever, right? I was like going through, I was packing up my closet and everything like that, and I found a bunch of my old manga, and I like I think there was a good half hour to an hour that I was just sitting there kind of flipping through it and everything and yeah and like reminiscing you don't get that if it's all digital no, like it's, it's easier the- if it's digital but it's on the cloud oh totally well I think also the thing for me like when digital media started getting popular it was at the same point where most CDs that you bought it had some kind of shit art on the back and then the front had a little book and the book had like the track list and the lyrics and that was it. Like there wasn't anything, there literally wasn't any reason to buy the CD because the CD had the exact same thing that you could just go and look up online. It wasn't like a cool experience, different interesting artwork or some kind of textural experience while you're listening to the music or anything like that. So. That's why like, I'll buy the Tool CD because I know that they actually do that and care about like if they're going to make physical media, it's going to look and it's going to be interesting in some way that makes it worth it to buy it. Yeah, I guess I can see that and that makes sense. And that like that adds another piece to why you would want to buy physical because like if it's just a random artist right like i don't i don't know another artist you guys like but let's just say taylor swift if you were like super into taylor swift right and you wanted to support her music if there's nothing special about buying unless you're like an album collector then you would buy the album right but there's no reason to buy the the cd unless they have something like special in it and so it's like okay well i'm not an album collector i don't really care about the cd so I could just buy the digital versions on Amazon, which support her. And then if I really want a physical copy, I can just rip it myself. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of interesting. So I think it's like it's kind of one of those things. Like I don't want di- I don't want physical to die off either, but I also think it's kind of like you have to understand that like the convenience factor isn't there, so there has to be a reason to get it. Right. Well, and then at some point, like it because all the media is so different, right? Like you could have all of your uh, physical eight tracks from the seventies and not be able to do anything with them now because you were your eight track player right. broke forever ago right well, you, and can, so you like can still a, get them at vintage shops they're all over the place i mean yeah you you could you can probably go through and find them and everything yeah that's true i'm just saying for the part of the technology kind of goes out right so at some point and it will probably be a long time but at some point the technology to play back cds is going to be Oh, I have to go find a CD player at a vintage shop. It's kind of sad if you think it about was, it. It was kind of funny hearing you say the word boombox, like it was some kind of uh, <laughs> some kind of ancient tome that we need to remember. Like, do I have a boombox? What is that? What is this boombox that you're that you're speaking of? What is this box, and how does it boom? Yeah, what what is why why would they call it that? Yeah, man. I remember getting my first boombox. I was super excited about it, man. It was one of those ones where like you the speakers came off, like it it was like modular, Ooh. like the speakers came off. You could put them across the room so you could have like a like a stereo experience. It was really exciting that it was stereo. Yeah, I, I had one of those too, and then I took, uh, I got a bunch of extra uh, audio wire, and so I put two speakers in two corners of my room, and then I hooked up uh, an additional two speakers and put them in the other two corners of my room, so I had uh, four speakers strewn out about my room. It got really loud. My mom got mad. It was great. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited to get the new Tool album and listen to it like ridiculously loud and uh make sure that all of my all of my all everyone else in the house is subjected to I like no, I'm listening to the entire album from beginning to end. Everyone shut up. It's going to be great. Are they going to tour again after that? Oh, I'm sure. got a tour that's how they make the money i guess i have to watch the rogan podcast with maynard again it's been on there before good times so yeah good show everybody we uh we made it one year next year we'll talk about uh cyberpunk Who knows? Maybe cyberpunk is going to be so good. We'll be a cyberpunk only channel next year. Yep. All we'll do is talk about cyberpunk. Cyberpunk all the time. Intro, outro. Yeah. Yeah, let me stop the recording. Well, guys. I have to ask you the question. 
Did we do it? Yes. Maybe. We did it. I think we did a good job. It's been it's been quite a year. I'm I'm honestly impressed that uh we did as many episodes we did. And many more. Many more. Like we we stayed on a pretty on a pretty good cadence. I mean it's funny because we're coming off of like a two week lull. Being like, yeah, we did it. We've we've done such a good job of keeping up with it, but you know. I think we I think we have. Yeah. We'll have another whole nother year of just more more TMJ. Hopefully we'll have to go to the dentist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Personally and I would have liked I would have liked it if Mitch was doing the episode with with dentist voice. Uh I don't know if you would have been able to understand anything I was saying. My mouth was all numb and it was horrible. That's awesome. It would have been great. Right? It would have uh. been entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. For like five minutes. Yeah. So, you know, happy belated birthday to the show, everybody. Um, for anyone who has gotten to this point in the podcast, it's our it's our birthday, so it's kind of awkward that you didn't get us anything. Well, we got something for you, and it's coming sooner. I don't know. Q4 of this year, maybe? Yeah. Uh-oh, he put a date on it. <laughs> I said maybe. Yeah, there you go. You have an out. It's maybe. Yeah. Yep. Just remember to like and subscribe. On YouTube. On YouTube. And, and you know, if you're, a, if you're like a podcast user use whatever use whatever podcast you do and just subscribe to our RSS actually feed. on the youtube side liking and commenting is actually better yeah. now but if you subscribe, can subscribe, subscribe if you like want. comment and subscribe yeah but uh, leave us an itunes review do it and do follow it. us on google play and spotify um um yes And we randomly show up on iHeartRadio sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, parting words, Mitch? Uh, why, why am I on the spot? Because it's ha- fun to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, I don't like this. Have a good one. Star Wars sucks. I'm going to go play don't- WoW. Well, it also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> For many more sucky things, here we go. Bye, guys. <laughs>